Welcome to Bound by Books. I'm author Marianne Morea, and today's episode, I am joined by Evelyn Letterman. Hi, I'm Evelyn Letterman. I write paranormal, sci-fi, and uh, fantasy romance, as well as young adult fantasy and science fiction. Evelyn is a compadre of mine. We met, I think it's almost a decade ago, right, at uh, at uh, Authors After Dark, and um, she's also a compadre of mine in that she is a, a fellow paranormal author who writes everything that goes bump in the night like me. But um, wearing your sci-fi mantle, you know, I haven't I haven't ventured into that yet. So <laughs> anyway, today, Ev and I are going to talk about conventions because we are and we are literally on the cusp of convention season, uh, convention season begins very very shortly um and there's a bevy of them that happen in the in the spring straight through the summer and into the fall and even though there are some in the some conventions in the winter most of them are concentrated in the in the the better weather months and uh and they can be geographic and so forth i am a veteran of a bunch of a, a bunch of different ones but so is evelyn so today i want to talk about how you started going to conventions and what gave you the bug to go from where you were as an attendee to where you are now. Well, I don't know how many of you have been around long enough to remember Borders bookstores. I do. But it actually, they always had like a huge romance department, unlike uh, Barnes and Noble, which keeps getting smaller and smaller. And I was at the one in Canoga Park and there were these postcards for this romance novel convention in Denver, Colorado. This was uh, 2009. And Sherilyn, not Sherilyn Kenyon, um, Christine Feehan, Janine Frost, uh, Julia Quinn. Some of the authors I just soaked up were going to be there. And I never thought I would attend one, but I, I you know, I put my big girl pants on. And <laughs> I, uh, I was living in LA at the time, working full time. And um I went to Denver for this conference and I felt like a teenager going to a rock concert. It was incredible. And um, I'm painfully shy, but that weekend I decided, you know, you've got to be outgoing. You've got to go to talk to people. You've got to do this. And I had the most incredible time. And there are people I met that weekend that are still my friends. And some of them I still go to conferences with. So you need to go out there and even if you're painfully shy, just swallow it and go up to a perfect stranger and start talking because you never know what's going to happen. And you were a reader. You weren't a writer yet. Then, I, yeah, I was my first, um, probably the first five years I attended conferences, I was a reader. I was still working. I never in a million years thought I would write a book. Never in a million years. And I think when we first met, I was still a, a reader. Yes, at Authors After Dark. And um, what I do is... Oh, wait, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was 
the novel experience, the novel experience in Texas. Yes. Yep. yep. And um, I think it was the one in um, or Vegas. Uh, could have been the one in Vegas. Yep. But you know, you you could go to a conference and go to see one person or two people, and that's where all your focus is. That's always a mistake because you never know who you're going to meet. And so, you know, when I went to the book signing, I, you know, I had this, okay, Evelyn, you're only going to buy 10 books. And I ended up, ended up leaving with 70 books or something because I went from table to table and talked to the authors because I'd never heard of you. No, that's true. I was very new. (laughs) And I also ended up winning your um, raffle package, which happens to have been purple. It was like meant to be because my, um, my worlds are purple. Yes. Yes. And, um, I did not wear a purple sweater today because I figured you would be wearing one since I know, it's your signature. I know. I know. But I that's okay. <laughs> I have a, uh, a purple fascinator on, but today I'm just Evelyn Letterman, you know, reader and author who attends conferences. And I've, I always wear, pack all of these purple clothing and my purple fascinator, but today I'm just me. So well, that's part of your branding, and that's something yeah. that is a you know is a topic that we should probably touch on. You know, when you when you make the transition between going uh, to a convention as a reader versus as a as an author, as a reader, you're there to enjoy yourself. You're there to um, meet as many people as you can. Like you said, you kind of have to just be balls to the wall and go out there and just you know, even if you're a, a, a you know have, have you. Know, uh, a crippling shyness or you're you're an introvert you 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 want to be able to 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 meet authors that that, that it's because it's the whole purpose of being there the whole purpose of going to a, a a reader writer convention as a reader is to is to hear new voices and to be experiencing new voices and to meet other people who are the same ilk the same the same like-minded uh, person who loves the escape of that you get from 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 the between the pages of a book but when you make the transition and, you know, since our, our podcast is basically, you know, craft an industry for authors of all kinds, you know, whether you're a newbie or whether you're, you're veterans like you and I, going to conventions is, is kind of a staple. It's, 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 it's one of the ways for you to, to have FaceTime with readers, both readers that you already have, you know, in your, in your readership stable and ones that you want to meet and you want to entice to, to take a chance on you. So starting from the very beginning, you know, you, you didn't have a brand right at the very beginning because you were just starting out, but now you've developed it where you said you have a, a specific kind of almost like a, a uniform, you know, with the purple and the fascinator and so forth. But I would like you to take you back in time to when you first came to your first event as an author and what were your experiences then what what was your takeaway of of what you learned to do and what you learned not to do and then if you want please take us to today and what you do differently now than you did then okay it's a lot I just take your time (laughs) (laughs) because I know we're doing we're talking about a a decade here right (laughs) having gone to conferences as a reader for so long I basically knew what turned me off as a reader. And of all the authors I've met over the years, there's only one author that I stopped reading because I thought she was so rude and she didn't engage with any of the readers. That's and it's really sad, but, but generally 
we are a community. Yes. We love talking to each other. And, you know, whether or not you, you write paranormal books, I read historical, I read urban fantasy, I read contemporary. There's, but there's something about us that is, um, we all love to read. Yes. Authors and, are definitely readers. That's how we all start out. <laughs> yes. So, so generally what I do is I want to find out about the reader I'm talking to. I'm not going to be there doing an elevator pitch for my book. I want to know the reader and what they like to read. And yeah, if they're historical writers, you know, I'll talk about, you know, hey, I met Julia Quinn, you know, who wrote the Bridgerton series and, and how lovely she was. And I saw her at the airport after the conference and we sat next to each other, you know, waiting for a plane and just chatting away. Um, you, you'd be amazed at how lovely everybody is. And I have no idea where my train of thought was going to go with that. <laughs> okay. What did you, what did you, what did you experience as a new author standing okay. on the, on the other side yes. of the table? Yes. So what you're building is you're building a relationship. You're not there to just sell books because there are a lot of books out there. So why would somebody want to get by your book? So if let's say you run into somebody who likes historical and only reads historical, I just chat with them because I love historical novels. I'm like, hey, if you ever want to change a pace, give me a try. You know, you can always get one of these books free and, and so on and so forth. And um, but eye contact's important if you're signing some books for somebody and you see somebody in line wave and say, hey, I'll be right with you. I can't wait to talk with you. Uh, if I see somebody that's standing alone, I will go up to them and introduce them myself and I'll say, hey, how are you? And so on and so forth. And then I'll introduce them to another reader so that they feel comfortable. And um, the reason I wear that purple fascinator is they may not remember my name, they may not remember my face, but they'll remember the purple fascinator. Yep. And maybe they'll go, ooh, I want to I want to go to her table and find out more about this person. What um, about, what about now, now that you've been writing for a while, you've had, you've had, you know, success and, you know, you're, you're still standing behind the table, but now instead of just one or two books, you have, I saw you at, you're at the last time we were at a convention together, you have your, your table is filled with yeah, books. Yeah. And uh, I just, you know, how many do you have now? Well, according to somebody who pulled up my website when I was having lunch with them, I have 44 books on Amazon, although a number of them are novellas. Doesn't matter. It's still a book. Oh, yeah, it's it's 40. It's 44 books. Yeah, and, um, that's amazing, Evelyn. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. It's gotten to the point now where I'll only bring certain books with me for to go on the table unless they do a pre-order. So if you're going to a conference and you um, have the opportunity to do some pre-orders, grab the pre-orders so that the author doesn't sell out. But also what I also did, which is how I found a lot of authors, is when I went to conferences, I, I knew the authors I already knew and read, but I always chose four or five new authors I'd never read before and read one of their books. So and suppose somebody comes to you who has done that. 
you know, yeah. who is not just getting online for, you know, the big name, but is but is interested in new voices or they've passed your table two or three times. And when they've done their, you know, done their walkthrough yeah. and they, they their your covers are just screaming to them to come and look. How do you handle a brand new reader who doesn't know you when you're behind the table? How do you what do you what do you do? How do you you mention the elevator pitch? Because we all know that readers, as they pass, you don't have an awful lot of time to get them to to, to stay and talk with you. But now this is somebody whose your your cover has caught their eye. What do you yeah. do next? And what would you say as a as a rule of thumb for people who are just starting out? Well, if a cover, a particular cover catches their eye, I'll talk about the series. If they just want to know what I write, I talk about, well, what do you like to read so that I can focus? That if they write like reading YA, I focus on the YA books. If they want something a little spicier, although I don't write real spicy, just a little <laughs> spice, um, I talk about these books. If, you know, if I see horror in their face when I mention sci-fi, I'll talk about the paranormal books. And okay. which is nice because um, I have a variety of books, so I can tailor it. And that's one of the reasons why I started writing um, young adult is that, you know, I would have these kids come to my table and out of good consciousness, I couldn't sell them my books unless their mother was there and I could explain what was in the book. But my YA books, they know I, there's no sex and there's no bad language and um, also loved writing them. Are they all under Evelyn Letterman? Yeah, they're all under Evelyn Letterman. I know that there's some authors that will change their name. I'm one of them, yes. Yeah, and um, I was, when I was thinking about doing that, I was, number one, I was thinking about maybe becoming a hybrid writer, which basically means right now I write, um, I'm an independent author. I publish my own books. If you're a hybrid writer, you're also getting published by a publisher. Yes. I thought I could do that with my YA books, although my independent writer friends had a hissy fit, so I didn't do that. <laughs> but um, I was at some conferences and I noticed that uh, Gina Showalter and Janine Frost, who both write hot paranormal books, started writing um, young adult and they used their name. Yeah, and, I, there, there are so many different schools of thought with that. Um, you know, that they, the two of them had such a established readership that they could do it. It's like, you know, uh, Patricia Briggs could publish the, the, the uh, an old fashioned phone book and people would still buy it, you know, that type of a thing. Um, I decided when I was going to write YA, um, you know, still in the paranormal vein, just like yeah. you. Um, yeah. And originally I published it under Marianne Maria. And I, you know, it was only when I went to um, Orlando Reads Books that I, I attended an industry day. And that's when I was told you really need to stay in your lane because of reader expectation. You know, that's so, you know, if because I, unlike you, my adult books are very spicy. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is picking up one of my adult books and then they pick up one of the YA books, even though it says it's young adult right there in the blurb, you know, people are still going to be like, hey, where's all the, you know, the the, the fun, <laughs> so to speak. And vice versa, if somebody's read all of my YA books, and they, they're going to pick up my other my other books, and then they'll be horrified by the graphic, you know, scenes and so forth. So I 
had to, I had to um, delineate my lanes, you know, that way. Um, but I, you know, getting back to the, back to conventions, um, you and I are both going to be attending Literary Love yes, in Savannah will. in July. And, and one we're both of part of the Vampire Party. Yes, we are both part of the Vampire Party. And um, one of the things that I learned, and you can tell me whether or not you've had the same experience, is that when I'm sitting behind the table, and you know, and the doors open, and the first wave of readers come in, is not to sit and not to have my phone in my hand. But to stand behind my table, like you said earlier, make eye contact with everybody as they pass and try to make a little bit of conversation. Oh, that's a cute shirt. Oh, I love those shoes. You know what I mean? And, and you know, uh, something something that would 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 make a connection between them and also not to over clutter my table with too much, because then there's nowhere for the eye to focus when people are coming like you, I noticed at our la the last convention, you and I were right, that you had a wonderful way of displaying your books. Now, when people come over, do, do have you noticed that they appreciate the way that you actually organize your table, that it's easy for them to navigate your series and, and the other things, because we all put uh, finger swag, as I like to call them, free things for people to pick up. And so, you know, as a, if, even if they're not interested in your books, that they'll have something of yours that they could take home that later on they may say, oh, I remember this. And then they'll look at your, they look up, uh, you know, your books online. Yeah. I, um, I used to have candy on the table. I don't do that anymore. Um, I will put like marks on the table. But when it comes to pens or other swag, I don't put it on the table because I don't want the reader to just grab it and take off. I want yeah. to hand it to them yes. and say, hey, here's a pen. Um, thanks for stopping by. Do you have any questions or what do you like to read? It's just a way to institute technology. Grab them yes. before yeah. they just take off because they can basically grab something without even looking at it. Yes. Yes. And, and oftentimes there are people who come in for the freebies. They, they you know, they're not really interested in, in, in what you have to say or your books for that matter. They just want whatever's free on the table. And like you, I used to have baskets. I used to have baskets of stickers and baskets of pins and pens and, you know, things that were small, but I thought, okay, if somebody wants to know about me and I, what I, what I have done and other people may have made me want to take this is I went and I bought cello bags that are self-sealing or even the ones that you like the, the clear gift bags that you get for like at kids parties and so forth. And I put some of that stuff in there and I made a little mini swag pack so that when they were talking to me, I could reach behind, excuse me again, all of a sudden mother nature has decided to invade my space. Um, <laughs> and I hand it to them. Like you were saying you do with the pen and it makes a difference because if they come to the table, they're going to come to see the books and to talk to me and not to grab a freebie, you know, right. and, and that's something that I think is, is important is to remember that even though you're there to meet readers, you're also there to sell books too. And to, you know, and you need to make sure that, that you're, that you treat your position behind that table, behind that book signing table as a professional. Have you yeah. seen people who don't act professional versus people who do act professional? What are some of the do's and don'ts that you can talk to the, the, the newbie 
uh, authors who are watching right now or listening right now that what they could expect, what, what they should do and what they shouldn't do, you know, just an overview, not something, you know, because everybody's different, but. With literary love, we, we share a table and you, you want to engage when you're setting up with, with the writer next to you or the author next to you, but you do not want during the, the signing to get into a conversation with them because you are there to meet the readers, not to talk to um, the your author. fellow author. Yeah. 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 I mean, if, if there's nobody in front of you and there's nobody coming, yeah, you can um, talk to the author. And at one point, I, uh, I think two years ago, I was sitting next to the author who had the same cover artist as I did. So we quickly took a picture and sent it to Fiona Jane. Um, but again, you're there to, to, um, to meet the readers. Now, if you're paired with somebody um, who you know and who writes the same books that you do, you can basically transition who you've talked to or who you purchased to to the readers, yes. the author next to you. But yes. that's only if you're familiar with their books and that you've got a relationship because even though somebody's writing next to you, you don't know the quality or the types of books that they're writing. Right. That they just so you just have to be careful in that respect. But again, as you were mentioning, don't check your emails. No. <laughs> even if somebody's across the hall. I, across the way and you make eye contact, you wave. Yes. If, you're, if you've got your your eyes, you know, half the time when I've got to do a, a, a payment with a credit card, I'm like, where the, is my phone? <laughs> because you've got the, the, the square on the phone or however you do it, but it's not something that you want visible. What you want visible is are your books and um, present who you are and have high contact and and talk as much as you can. And I had an experience a couple of years ago where I was paired with an author um, and they were just the most chatty Kathy. And they did it during the, um, you know, uh, LLS has a, the, 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 the pre-order signing usually yeah. on the Thursday of the event, the event LLS, for those of you who don't know, literary love is a four day event. I highly recommend it because it, it, it is jam-packed with parties as well as um, all different kinds of fun and events where you can have real face time with a lot of readers, both favorites and new, new to you authors and so forth. And, and they feed you. There's, there's dinners and lunches that are included. There's parties that are included. And all you have to do is just, you know, make sure that you sign up because some of the parties only have room for like 25 people or 40 people or whatever. So it's first come first serve with that. But, um, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's it's in July and um, it's very, very reasonable for everything that you get. So there's my pitch <laughs> for, for literary love. But um, one year I was paired with somebody who was very much a chatty Kathy and a lovely, absolutely lovely, lovely person. But after the um, initial Thursday signing, which was for pre-orders, so people had already bought the book. So it wasn't like I was selling new things. Because their attention was trying to keep me, you know, I didn't have enough time to really interact with the people who, you know, who bought my books. And it came back later on that I seemed distracted. 
you know, that these are people who had been my readers for a really long time, because most people who um, who pre-order from you, a lot of times they're people who have read you before. And a lot of times they could even be one clickers, you know, people who will just as soon as you put something out without even knowing what it's about, will just buy it because it's from you and they love your work. So and that was like um, a metaphoric slap in the face to some of these people. And I was trying to pay attention to them, but also not be rude to my table mate as well. So it was a very fine dance. And afterwards, I took every single one of the people who, uh, you know, in, in different at different times, not together, but I took them out for either a coffee or a drink or I, when I saw them in the lobby, you know, I had something special for them. I went upstairs and I was just, you know, I went through all my swag and I was like, okay, I need to make amends for this because, you know, these are my readers and I did not do right by them because I didn't want to be rude to my table mate. But later on, um, I, I spoke to my table mate when we sat down for the Saturday signing and I said, listen, I know that you, you know, you like you're nervous and you want to talk and so forth, but please, when no one's around, that's fine. But the minute people are walking by us, your focus should be on them. Your focus should be on the reader. My focus should be on the reader. You know, that's what we're here for. We are professionals. This is our job. This is not for us to just hang out. And I think a lot of new authors, they're so nervous that they forget that this is a that this is a job and that they're not there to just kind of chit chat with, you know, with the person next to you. You know, I'm not saying, you know, put up a wall, but at the same yeah. time, you have to remember who is the most important, um, you know, uh, force in why you're there. And that's the reader, you know, getting to know them, like you've said, and so forth. And, uh, you know, you, you, they say you can't t- teach old dogs new tricks. Well, that was something that happened just I think it was like t- three years ago or no, three years ago it was COVID. Um, maybe so four years ago, maybe 2019 and, you know, or 2018, I can't remember, but, you know, I had been doing events for a while then. So you would think I would know, but at the same yeah. time, you know, like you say, you, you walk that line between not wanting to be rude and not wanting to be, you know, be a brat to somebody, but at the same time, they have to respect that this is your space and this is your time to do your work, to be, right. you, know, to, to, you know, your marketing, your business. Yeah. So anyway, um, what is the what is the best thing about conventions besides besides the readers? What is the best thing about conventions? Besides the readers, the best thing about the conventions, I think I think it's just again it's about the community, uh, our tribe. Yes, that that's we, a great way of putting it. Our tribe. Yeah, we 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 do share something, and I remember my first uh, conference was romcom in Denver, and it's not around anymore because. Um, the owner of the conference became a very, very popular erotic romance writer. So she doesn't, uh, Grace Goodwin. So she doesn't, <laughs> do, doesn't do it anymore, but I used to love her to death. And um, she did something very interesting. It was my first conference and she created buddies. So I had three buddies. I had a young professional just out of college. I had an earth mother from Oregon and an Ottawa's um, younger a woman from uh, Denver. And I mean, we were just, there was they, nothing that under normal circumstances that we had in common, but we had books in common and we bonded that weekend. As a, as a read, as readers. Yeah. Okay. So they weren't authors then they were just oh, as no, readers. They were, they were readers. 
And um, again, one of them I'm, I'm still in communication with and um, uh, Karen Anderson, Karen Anderson. Uh huh. She was at that first conference. And yeah, she's we, one of my one clickers. We get together every year and and do something just because we've she's she, we were there from the beginning. We were at all yeah. rom coms together, and she's she did she's my my color. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. backwards because I've got the the mirror image thing on. Let me see if I could change that. But um, yep, there we go. But th that's basically the um, the. The other part that's so important is just the um yeah karen makes these for for all her favorite yeah. authors yeah. <laughs> just just the friendships that you um and every year you just develop more and more friends and um it's, it's so important and you know especially after covid yeah, yeah. i didn't go to the conventions in I did. 2020 you know, we, were all, we were all wearing masks and and so on and so forth but it was um so nice after you know the vaccines were out and we were all vaccined and again um we had wristbands like not vaccinated stay away or vaccinated but don't hug me or come on over yeah. it was so nice to hug your friends again yeah yeah it's i went like to that one that was in 2021 so yeah the one in 2020 it was just covid was just too it was too rampant and i didn't have any protections and i have an immunocompromised husband so there was just no way that i was going to do it even though i had paid for the event there was just no way that i was going to do it because you paid for the event the year before who the hell knew covid was going to hit in march of that year so but um you know now um everything seems to be back in the swing of things, everything. And which is great. And the fact that, you know, I know that there are tons of new authors out there who are trying to, you know, to break into the industry and our industry can be a very cold industry, like the music industry and like the, you know, like the, like the film. Um, so in terms of things, do's and don'ts for newbie people, newbie authors who are looking to go into the convention scene, we've already said, Put yourself out there. Don't chit chat and be on your phone when when the readers are around because it's about them. You know, set up your table so for easy access for you know for readers to be able to see your books. Now, I learned something when I went to Pensacon in Pensacola, Florida, was that to have the eye go from the lowest book up, and I didn't. I never realized. I figured they would go up and down, but the, but to have them be at a position where they have things one, two three right up there this way as opposed to stacks of books and then one in front of it stacks of books and then one in front of it and having that small little riser yeah made a difference in organization made a difference in somebody picking up your book and something falling over you know you know and i've had that happen before too um the other thing we discussed was uh you know making sure that you have your swag as something that you could use as a talking point when yes. somebody comes, whether it's a thank you for stopping by my table, call me, you know, contact me if you're interested or, hey, thanks for thanks for buying my book. Here's here's a special swag pack for you. You could have your your freebie giveaway things that you don't care about. And then you have your swag that you've you've put together for the readers who actually take a chance on you and buy your book. You know, so it's this, so that somebody who's not is not getting the same reward as somebody who actually purchases one of your books. The other thing I wanted to talk about, which it seems to be um, up and coming now, 
and I mean, they had it in the past, but I've seen it used much more, are QR codes. Have you used them? There you go. There you go. What is on that QR code? Uh, this is a free book for Nightshade. My PA actually made it so that you've got the cover and I've got the purple background. And this way, if people are, you know, you're at an airport um, or, or you're at a restaurant and, and somebody's like, oh, you're an author? Like here, give it, you know, give it, give it a try. And yeah, so yeah, the QR code. And this is the first time I've used it. Now, is that first in series? It is a first in series. Yeah, uh, those are very important to you as lost leaders to give away. Yeah. Uh, do not give away <laughs> a book that is like three or four or five books into the series. No, um, first first in series is always best. Yeah, you got you really should do the first in series. Now, I, I write um, most of my books, you know, whether it's the fifth book or the sixth book in the series, I write it so it's standalone. Yes. That somebody can, if they accidentally get the fifth book, they know what's going on. Not authors do that because I picked up an author, a, a book somebody gave me and it was like the fifth or sixth book in the series. I did not have a clue what was going on. Yeah, so, I've had I've had a couple of uh, beta readers tell me that each one of my books in the Curse by Blood series, even though it's better to be read in order, that they could be read as a yeah. standalone, which is why I, which is, was something that I was really happy with. Um how often do you change things up on your table at a convention or do you change up your quick elevator pitch as someone is walking by and you say, what do you like to read? And they stop and they, you know, they, they pick up the book and, and they, they, you know, they kind of skim, you know, the, the, the back, the, the back blurb. What's, have you, have you gotten it down to where you've got your five second and your 10 second and then your your you know your your 20 second and then you can just if they stay for the longest pitch you have then you you know you can talk to them for a longer period of time well I, I really tailor it to the to the reader based on what um they're interested in if it's this book you know my nightshade book it's like, could you imagine being a, a college freshman, but you drink blood? Oh, that's a great pitch. And that's uh, a great pitch. I would, I would pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. <laughs> or my, or my, you know, my science fiction book. Aliens come and they've come for our aliens invade and they've come for our children, who are twelve to fifteen years old and it's written third person for a fourteen year old guy girl's eyes who was um selected. And so again it just depends on um but I try to do just like one liners because my books tend to be complicated because you know especially my first series because I write about parallel dimensions and I sometimes get a little too involved in the explanation. <laughs> I've done that too. And, and just like, they kind of look at me like, yeah. so I, I try to do the, you know, the one-liners, what we would refer to as taglines. Yeah. Just to get the, uh, the person interested. And, um, you know, if, sometimes they have X amount of money to spend, or I sell out of my first in series and they, you know, they, they're going to go in later and buy the book through Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever, 
but you don't want to give up on that reader. Just keep talking to them because my first authors after dark, I ran out of the chameleon soulmate, which was the first book in my worlds apart series. And she goes, Oh, I'll, you know, I'll buy it online. And we talked for quite a while. And a week later, she contacts me saying, Hey, I, I, I bought the first book. I'm, I finished the series. I'm about ready to start the the Nightshade series because wow, that's great. She turned into a reader that would buy it the first day, review it the second day, and call me the third day, or you know, email me the third day, wanting to know when's the next book coming out. Can you send her my way? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I I, um... as a as a as a as a new author. Just because they're not going to buy right then and there, don't give up on them. No, no, you shouldn't. That's why it's important to have things like that card with the QR on it, you know, the QR code on it. It's important to have. Um, I learned this the hard way um, when I went to Orlando Reads Books. Um, Amazon didn't deliver a box of books in time for me to be able to go to this convention. They were supposed to come on Tuesday. Even though they were at a facility in Connecticut that was in driving distance from where I was in New York to go pick them up, they wouldn't let me just go to the facility to pick them up. So, and there was no way that they were going to get to me in time for me because I was leaving Wednesday, the next day to go to the convention. So uh, on when I had my panel and I had my, you know, my table, um, I didn't have the the newest book that I had just put out, which was my, which was my mid, uh, there goes my midlife crisis, uh, paranormal women's fiction. It was the first one in series. So what I did is I um, made a a booklet with the first chapter and then all the contact information in the back. And I should have done a QR code and I didn't. And that was a big mistake for me because even though I had the link, somebody would have still had to type it in. Whereas a QR code, all they needed was their phone and their and their camera. So that was a learning experience for me. But you know, every single person who came to my table took that first teaser chapter. And I know that they I, and I know that out of out of everybody that took one, there were people who actually did go ahead and buy the book later on. So, like you said, do not give up on a reader that is interested in you. Do not. So um, any other last minute comments on conventions that you would like to impart to any uh, of the authors that are out there that might be considering? Do you think it's worth the money? It's it's worth the money um, because if you're not going to, if you're not having a good time, you're not giving off the proper vibe. And oh, I love, I'm so glad you said I that. I love attending conferences and I love meeting people. And yeah, I sometimes don't attend the activities at night because I'm exhausted. Yeah. Because um, we're like psychic vampires just, you know, soaking you up. But it's a lot of fun. You have a lot of fun. You meet a lot of great people. But it's important you have fun and that you're smiling. Yes. And not fake smiling so it hurts at the end of the day. <laughs> um, you yes. know, just be yourself, be genuine. And um, most writers are, we were talking about that before you started taping. Most authors are introverts. Yes. So during these conferences, we have to be extrovert introverts. Yes. 
and it's very difficult because you're running out of your out of your your hotel room and you've got bags of stuff on your shoulders because you've got stuff you need for the the you know the events you're going to be attending at, or hosting and then stuff you can give away to readers you meet in the elevator and in the lobby and in the restaurants and at the bar and you know at at the events and you're you're probably you're frazzled because your brain is going a million miles an hour you just have to stop yourself take a breath Get in the elevator and breathe. And then when those elevator doors open onto the main floor, smile on your face because you are on. And as much as that makes every single one of us introvert, extroverted introverts cringe <laughs> because we don't want to. It's like we'd rather just go upstairs and just type our, you know, our fantasies onto the onto onto our laptop into into Microsoft Word or Scrivener or whatever we use. This is a necessary part of our profession is FaceTime with readers. And so when those elevator doors open and you are on, remember the characters that you create are bigger than life. So you have to present yourself as bigger than life and you have to present yourself as fun, like you said, because it's even though it's work, you still should be enjoying this part of our, our, our job because when otherwise, do we go outside of our four walls and our computer? You know, most of us, you know, we, some of us day jobs, some of us are, you know, writing is just, is just the work that we do. But most of us are very happy in our little cocoon creating. And I think, uh, you know, that's something that helps us get out of our own self, out of our own self and out of our own heads. And it never, ever, ever gets old when a reader tells you, oh, my God, I loved that book. Did, you know, I mean, do you remember the very first time that you ever had somebody say that to you? I was at, um, for, cause I lived in, um, Florida for a while and I was at the Fort, Ma Fort Myers, uh, reader festival. And, um, I was in the marketplace. I wasn't one of the invited big names and, uh, a room full of people emptied and this young woman came forward and the person I'm sharing the table with friend of mine starts, you know, her sales pitch, she's very aggressive. And, and uh, <laughs> she goes, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to her pointing to me. And she picked up nightshade and she said, I've read this book three times and I'm going to try to borrow it again from my friend because I want to read it again. And, you know, The Nightshade's kind of a dark book. And I'm like, you've read this book three times? And she goes, yeah. I'm like, let me give you a copy of the, of the book and the next one. Because it just, yeah. that was just like, oh, my God. I remember the very first time I ever met a reader by the name of Tara. And you probably know her because um, she was part of uh the novel experience and authors after dark earlier she's actually dabbled in writing now herself therapy and uh she came up to me and she was just like hi and I was just like hi how are you and she's just like I loved your books I loved 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 hollow's end it's my favorite book I was just so taken aback by it that I didn't know how to I didn't know how to thank her you know so I just kind of without even asking, which is, which is terrible. I just got her in a hug, you know, and I was just like, thank you so much. You probably thought I was a crazy person, but it's, uh, it's something that you never forget. And where else can you get that? Yes, you can get emails from people and you can get messages from people and so forth, but there's nothing like seeing 
that look on a reader's face at a convention when they actually come face to face with you as the author of something that a book that they love. And that makes everything worthwhile right there in a nutshell. That makes everything worthwhile. So I think we've covered just about everything. Um, and if we didn't, we can always come back and just talk about it more. <laughs> you know, we've, we've covered our best experiences. I'm sure there's plenty of times we can cover our worst experiences too. But at the same time, if you had to weigh the pros and cons of the expense and, and the, the worry and all of the organization and work that goes into going to a convention, and then when you get home, the exhaustion that you feel afterwards, if you put that all together and stack them up in pros and cons of that, they the 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 pros far far outweigh the cons of you know of going to a convention at least as far as i'm concerned i think you agree yes yes so thank you evelyn for for joining me today um bound by books um please uh, if you have any comments about experiences you've had at conventions or if you have questions for either myself or evelyn we would be more than happy to answer you know answer them before we go evelyn can you tell our you know our viewers and our listeners where they can reach you for your books especially if they're interested in the first book of the nightshade the series that you just put up so <laughs> you can you can scan that with your there it goes <laughs> uh, uh, evelyn uh, it would be Evelyn, E-V-E-L-Y-N-L, author, at gmail.com. And my um, website is EvelynLetterman.com. And I recently hired a new PA because my other one flaked on me a year and a half ago. Oh. So we've been working on um, updating the uh, the website. So all the books are up there now, the new ones. And um We'll be putting the freebie, which is the first prequel of the um, Worlds Apart series that should be up there shortly. So keep checking, checking on it. Are they available everywhere or just on Amazon? Um, most of the, because I go back and forth between Kindle Unlimited, where somebody pays a monthly fee and gets to read all they want, but does not allow us to put our books anywhere else. So I go off and on of Kindle Unlimited, but right now most of my books are wide. So pretty okay. much anywhere you want to go, the books are there. Okie dokie. Definitely, they're definitely all on Amazon. Okay. Anyway, thank you again. And everybody join us again next Monday for another episode of Bound by Books. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.